Welcome to the Smart Rebel Podcast. My name is Simone Ehringfeld and I am a giftedness coach based in the UK, where I am also a researcher in the field of polar studies at the University of Cambridge. This podcast is for smart people who want to live rebellious lives, for gifted individuals who want to thrive in life and make the most out of their talents and potential. I coach some of the most intelligent, promising, and driven human beings on this planet. And with this podcast, you will get a chance to witness some of the most transformative conversations you will ever hear. Because that's what I do. As a coach, I change lives one conversation at a time. Welcome to the podcast, Emily, and welcome to, well, this conversation. Um, have you ever done any coaching before? No, not really. I've just have been to therapy, but not an actual coaching. So oh. I'm really excited how it's going to be like. That's great. Um, wonderful. So how about you introduce yourself first? I'm Emily. I'm a German girl, 90 years old. And Right now, I'm trying to figure out what to do with my life. So I tried to go to uni and started a sociology studies, but it turned out to not to be completely my thing. And I really often go confused about myself and how I fit into this world. And I'm trying to yeah, just find my place here. And I hope that this coaching will give me some clues about this. Mm. Okay, great. So you're raising some big questions. I'm quoting, you're asking what to do with my life. Yes. And confused about myself and how I fit into the world. Those are some big questions. I'm always coming up with those questions. I think when I have been 12 years or around, I started questioning myself well what is the sense of life what is sense of my personal life uh, why are we here but I've never really yeah found an answer for this or just a couple of explanations but I'm not sure mm -hmm. about this well, no one is of course but yeah um they're, they're questions, they're big questions that a lot of gifted minds ask themselves, myself included. Um, I've asked myself these questions for since forever, basically. So um, you're not alone in doing that. Um, yeah. So how can I help you today? What would you like to get out of this session? I would love maybe to find out a certain structure, how I could use my giftedness if i'm gifted i don't know if i'm may gifted and yeah just to find some clarity about living a life as a gifted mind or how to figure out if i'm actually someone with maybe multi-talents yeah sharing okay. with your thoughts mm -hmm. what makes you question your giftedness I feel like I have a lot of talents, but I'm not the best at anything. So there's always someone better. Um, yeah, it's difficult to explain. Mm -hmm. I have been good at school, I'm creative, but there's nothing that really 
yeah, is extraordinary about me. Um, sometimes I just feel like I'm a bit more stupid than others because I take a bit longer to yeah, understand something to the ground or following conversations. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What are some of um, the things that you're interested in or that you're passionate about? Art. I do a lot of yoga. I did a yoga teacher training last year. I love traveling. I would like to explore the world. Good food as well. And I'm really interested in mental health and how to help other people connecting. Yeah, beautiful. That's a beautiful list of interests and passions and things that you like doing. Hmm. So when you say there's always, I'm not the best at anything and there's nothing extraordinary about me, what are some of those things that you think you're not the best at or you're not extraordinary in? Well, thinking about school, I have been good at math, for example, and also in foreign languages. I, I was good at every subject, but there have always been a person that was maybe just a tiny little bit better. Mm-hmm. Or when it came to yeah, drawing or I did horseback riding, I always was very competitive and I was always good at what I was doing, but I, it never felt like it happened enough. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm quite ambitious. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's also something to add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is that you're good at everything but you don't excel at anything maybe yes and i don't want i don't want to sound arrogant when i speak about my maybe talents Mm -hmm. because i don't think that i may be as good as other people or yeah just want to get liked by the others mm-hmm. um it's funny i hear the sentence so often i don't want to sound arrogance but and then something comes because so many gifted people are afraid of coming off as arrogance um so i totally sympathize with that concern it's very relatable for me um You know, I'm saying you're good at everything, but don't excel at anything because that's what I'm hearing you say. And that's kind of like the core, the summary of it. But the thing is, there's always someone who's going to be better than you at something. If you're going to, you know, be on the lookout for people who are better than you, you're always going to find someone and you're always going to find a reason to make yourself feel shitty or like you're not enough or you're not good enough, you know? Um, So I'm hearing a tendency to compare yourself to others, which is very human, by the way, we all do it. Um, But when we start doing it in a way that makes us feel really insecure, 
or makes us constantly feel like we're lacking or we're underperforming or we're not good enough, then it can become a, a bit of a problem. What I find really interesting in your story is not the part where you say, oh, there's always someone who's better than me at something, but it's the part where you say, I'm really good at many things, or I'm actually, I'm good at everything. I always thought it would be easier to just have one passion or one thing to be talented in, because then there wouldn't be any decision to make. Well, it's curse and blessing at one time to have many interests. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sometimes it's overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think reframing something here in your thinking, you were saying earlier, I'm not extraordinary at anything in particular. But maybe what makes you extraordinary is that you're good at so many things at once. That's a pretty extraordinary thing, if you ask me. Okay. It's hard for me to, to believe it. Someone's telling me. It's hard for you to believe when, when I'm telling you this. I see it's, it sort of makes you go quiet and you're a bit startled. Yes, I, I don't know how to react to compliments or to, to embrace them because I, I'm not really sure if people really meaning it. Well, I'm definitely sure that you, you're not lying to me. <laughs> but. I don't know sometimes how to handle other people talking to me or, yeah, especially what they say. Yeah. It can be hard to receive compliments when we're so used to receiving criticism, mostly from ourselves. You know, we can get so used to always telling it to, to this voice in our minds, telling us like, you're not good enough. See, this other person is better than you, which means you're not, you're not, you know, you're lacking, you're not sufficient. Um, and then when someone tells you like, Hey, hold on a second, you are really extraordinary because you're good at so many things. That's a totally different message. Yeah, you're right. What would happen if you tell this to yourself? Not me, but you. Give it a try. Loudly? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling really uncomfortable about this. That's great. That's my job is to make you feel... <laughs> <laughs> is to make you feel uncomfortable to an extent. Um, that's what coaching does. It, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. And I can see, I mean, people are listening to this. It's different, but I can see you're very uncomfortable. Um, but I'm here with you. So try it out. <laughs> okay, well, I, the special thing about me is I'm you did many things. Well done. Look at you. I can, I can see you're shaking kind of in a way. Yeah, it's 
it's making me so nervous and I feel heat inside of me. It's this physical mm-hmm. uncomfortableness. It's crazy. The physical uncomfortableness. Where do you feel that in your body? I yeah, my my feet are a bit shaky and I really feel it coming up here. In your neck. Also in my chest. Your feet, your chest, and your I, neck. I wanna just hide a little bit. Yeah, I can see you're curving your your shoulders. You're making yourself smaller. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm I'm never really aware of how my body reacts to my spoken out loud words. Mm-hmm. It really tells the truth. Yeah, the body contains so much wisdom. And and it takes bravery to do what you just did. To say out loud. You know, the thing that makes me special is that I'm good at many things. It's, it takes guts. You're brave. And, and it takes even more bravery to actually feel what that feels like and where you feel it in your body. So let's move those shoulders a little bit, like circle them up and bring them down, you know, breathe in, breathe out, stretch your neck feel the tension and, you know, try and let that go and bring your, your breath to your, your belly and feel your feet on the ground and take a good breath in and out. And now say it again, try again, that sentence that you just said. It's special about me that I that I have many talents. Beautiful. <laughs> and say it again. Say it louder this time. Say it for the people in the back. <laughs> the special thing about me is I may be talented. Okay. The, the 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 audio is quite soft. I don't know if you're saying it very softly or if it's the the connection. It was me. <laughs> it's you <laughs> saying it very softly. So to be honest. <laughs> so say it like five times in a row and say it with more volume. The thing that's special about me that I am gifted in a lot of things. The special aspect about me that is that I'm gifted in a lot of things. The aspect of me that is special is I'm gifted in a lot of things. The thing about me that is special that I have a lot of talents. It makes me special to be good at many different aspects. Beautiful. Well done. I'm sweating. Yeah, I can see. It's okay. Catch your breath. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I can see it really moves you. It moves me to see how this is impacting you. Um, it tells me that you're not used to saying these things to yourself at all. It's easier to push mm. hard. So, and to just try to be better. Yeah. Tell me some things that you've done in your life that make you a very special person. Tell me about some things you've achieved or accomplished or you've felt or you've experienced or you've done or what makes you you? What makes you special? Last year, I went to Asia for three months just mm -hmm. on my own. Wow. That's brave as well. It, it was the best time of my life. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it so much. It, it was so different than here. Yeah, it really showed me that life can be so joyful and fulfilled with all those crazy feelings overwhelming you and so much color. And that was huge. Beautiful. Well, I'm, I'm coming from an eating disorder with depressive episodes and that makes a huge part of myself because I'm dealing with those diseases for a very long time. Mm. Uh, it always have been a lot of ups and downs, including clinic episodes. It's hard to let it go. Mm -hmm. um, makes me also proud to mm -hmm. show certain strength and I'm sure that I can use this knowledge one day to maybe help other people. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. And I have a good degree in school. Mm -hmm. That's also maybe an academic achievement. So you're really remarkable human being oh <laughs> i you know it's a shame that this is a podcast because your facial expressions when i just said you're a remarkable human being your eyebrows went crazy <laughs> uh, they always do what they like i cannot control them the look of surprise on your face um you and I'm I really mean this Emily you sound like a really remarkable human being you're what you're 19 is that what is that right you've traveled on your own you've overcome eating disorders you've battled depression you are clearly I mean you have so many different interests you're you're doing a great job in your in your education Wow, you've got a story. And you're so resilient. And again, you're so brave. And I see it in, just in this session. You're uncomfortable and you're doing it. That's that's really remarkable. It's like for me, it's, it's not that special because I think that everyone would do this. I mean, there's no option 
to not fight for keeping on living or I always thought that it would be normal to have the strong desire to go out in the world and yeah for me the only alternative was like yeah if I don't like it I will come back so where's the matter there's no problem mm -hmm. at, at all so mm -hmm. it is nothing to be yeah that re requires courage or pride or something like that well, as someone who's done a lot of solo traveling herself and who used to think that this is how, what everyone wanted to do, I, I know this is not the case and, and it takes guts to, to be this young and to go out into the world and to be alone and fully dependent on yourself is a big deal. It takes guts. It's courageous. An eating disorder takes a lot of courage don't take credits away from yourself there it it's rough you know it was the only option keep fighting and you and you did it i did it for my family i thought i i could not do this to them hmm. i have really loving parents they did a lot for me my entire life and always supported me were there for me and I thought no that would be the worst thing for them to yeah lose me um this is not what they deserve and yeah so there were times where I was just living for them but mm. I'm so grateful that I have this in my life yeah just not everyone can say that they such loving and supportive people around them. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that you have a supportive family that's, you know, can make such a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I They're think it's, it's also really beautiful that you said that, you know, you want to use the knowledge that you now have and the experience to help other people. That's really beautiful. Yeah, that's why I choose to switch my studies maybe to psychology mm -hmm. because I really think that maybe own experiences can help working as a therapist. Of course, there are certain dangers, but for me, it, it gives me so much when people are telling me, well, it's so good to talk to you and because you're a good listener and you're a supportive person. I really want to use this quality. And that's why I just want to try to go into this direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To find a sense behind all of it. That's beautiful. I think that's a really powerful motivator. And, um, and it's a way to make a lot of impact for sure. Turning your pain into purpose. It's one of my favorite slogans or mottos um to turn your pain into purpose it's beautiful oh i i need to know that <laughs> <laughs> write it down write it down <laughs> yeah turn your pain into purpose it's very catchy <laughs> oh yes <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're doing i mean that's beautiful so you seem to be 
you you have a story you're very brave you you're on a path of sorts to fulfill this ambition to to turn your pain into purpose um what's confusing to you because that's what you said at the beginning you feel confused about yourself and the world your role in the world yes it's like here in Europe, everything is so determined by achievements. There's a lot of pressure to perform in certain ways, to always do something rather than just being. Um, my trip to Asia showed me that there can be so much more inside of itself. Um, it offered me this little inside of yeah a different life and i i would like to bring this to my life here and i tried but i got really negative reactions to my my changement and that's why i maybe yeah fell back into old habits so i'm really confused about who I re I'm really am, if I am this open, strong, intense, emotional person, or more, yeah, the person I'm here who, who more hides from society, I would say, because mm -hmm. I'm sometimes scared about going out and mm -hmm. meeting people, because also conversations are always the same. Um, then I, I do not enjoy and then I just prefer not to talk to anyone mm -hmm. rather than, yeah, having non-stimulating conversation. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. I actually don't see any conflicts between that open, intense, emotional person that you feel that you are when especially when you were traveling and in your own words the person that's hiding from the world but what that what's behind that is you actually avoiding unstimulating conversations I don't see a a, a conflict between those two things it's it's you it's the same person I just wish to always be in that state of being that I was allowed to experience back in Asia. Yeah. And I don't know how to bring it into this life or if it's even necessary or if it's easier or more helpful to accept the fact that life just different here. Mm -hmm. The question if there is an actual true self or a person that, that we just have to find and let out mm -hmm. inside of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I'm listening to you, it sounds like what's preventing you to be the way you want to be is reactions and responses from other people who feel like, that's I don't know what what kind of responses would you get yeah I'm, I'm as I said I'm scared to to be called 
yeah, that's just an arrogant person. She's overrating herself. Mm. She's so not down to earth and just dreaming too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to be seen as arrogant, overrating. You don't want to be called that you're not down to earth or seen as too dreamy. Are these things that people have actually told yourself, told you, or are you telling you, are you telling yourself those things? More at least. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, honestly, I've never really received negative reactions to myself or my behavior. And maybe that's why I'm so afraid of if it might happen because mm -hmm. I'm not used to it. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's um, correct what you were saying earlier. You'd said, oh, it's responses from other people, but it's not actually the responses. It's you projecting onto other people what they might think or say about you. And you fear that response. And that's why you're holding yourself back from being the way you want to be. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary of how I behave. <laughs> and you're not alone. We do this all the time. Um, right. And and because the sorry, the, the funny thing is when when I achieve this this feeling of yeah, really letting myself out, I had a lot of people coming towards me and started talking with me and yeah told me oh you seem to be like an interesting person and mm -hmm. you have a nice energy around you it was so mm -hmm. funny because the thing I was so afraid of actually turned to be the opposite this is I love what you're saying all of this it's so beautiful and it's so true what you're experiencing is when you're being yourself fully you're actually your authentic self is very attractive because you've got this energy around you where it's like you are you you're authentic and that attracts people to you people will come and be like they want to hang out they want to learn more about you they're curious it's like wow this this sounds like a cool girl to hang out with or they want to be in that energy because it's literally attractive yeah it, it was it was really surprising mm. how, yeah, how other people get to know you. And when I was telling them, well, I used to be a quite introverted and shy person, they were asking me, like, are you sure, girl? You don't seem to be like this <laughs> at all. And I was like, no, I am sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It really, yeah. it was so new for me to have those interactions with other people. Mm -hmm. And I felt really comfortable, even when I was a bit angry or sad about things. It doesn't seem to affect the others. Um, mm -hmm. They're willing to hang out with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so many elements of your story I can personally relate to. Um, I used to think I was very shy and introverted and a very serious person. Um, 
and I was very unhappy for, for most of my life until I started traveling and, and feeling myself open up and just this joyful, happy, like exhilarating, energetic side of me came out that was very sort of actually quite extroverted and really good at connecting with people. And so I, I, I very much relate to the things that you were saying and it's, it's really beautiful. Um, and you've experienced that you can also, when you are yourself, yeah, people are really, yeah, they, they want to hang out with you. Um, and it feels good to you and, and you are this other person, but this other person, it sounds like it's your authentic self. That's you, you know? It also felt for me like this, but I'm not really sure if if it was just a feeling because all the other 18 years in my life, I had been differently or no, maybe when I was a kid, my family called me the little sunshine in the family. Mm. But at some point it stopped. But I was like, I don't really remember myself consciously being this happy nature person. And so I just knew myself in the more turtle mode, maybe. Yeah, turtle mode. That's a good one. So it's Mm -hmm. hard to to actually believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because because you've spent so much time in turtle mode, not being your true self and and not feeling happy and and not feeling like that sunshine that you you used to be your nickname as a child um we start to understand that that's our reality that's who we are that's what life is and then when you step out of it and you start traveling or you're you become part of a different environment and suddenly you get to experience what it feels like to be happy and to be joyful it's like whoo this was out there all this time (laughs) This means it was scary sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You realize when you're that happy, how unhappy you've been for a very long time. And Even that- when I thought I was okay with my life or everything seemed to be good. And then I explored how it actually could be with all of the different aspects and facets. That was huge. Mm-hmm. It shocked me in kind of ways mm-hmm. to, yeah, to have missed so much. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thank God you're only 19. And for anyone who's listening and who's not 19 anymore, thank God you are the whatever age it is that you are right now, because at least you're here now and you can start doing this work, you know? Um, and any day is a great day to start doing that work, no matter what your age is. And we all somehow, no no matter how young we are, we all feel like it's too late. I mean, you're 19 saying, oh, I wasted all this time. And other people may be, you know, much older, they can't relate, but still, you know, we're all on time. We're all young enough to start doing this work. So what's in in the way what it sounds like to me is the ideas the fears that you have yourself about being arrogant being 
not down to earth being, um, too dreamy. And we often project those things onto other people and think, oh, they must be thinking I'm like really dreamy or really arrogant because deep down inside, we, we hold that belief about ourselves because it wouldn't hurt you if, if you were to think, oh, these people might be, might be thinking that I have, uh, I don't know, purple hair. You know, because you're like, well, that doesn't make sense because I don't have purple hair. I have blonde hair. And if those people think that about me, that must mean that there's something wrong with how they perceive me. They should get their eyes checked because my hair is not purple. It's blonde. Right. And you want to get to a place where even if people have this belief like, oh, she's arrogant to have it be the same way you would respond as if those people were thinking your hair is purple and be like, well, that's. I'm not arrogant. And so I don't know, there's something wrong with the way you're perceiving me and I'm not going to let your belief or your thoughts about me shake what I know to be true about myself. I think that's 100% where I should work on. Yeah. So how you can practically start doing that work is to, to start Working on the way you speak to yourself, I think that is one big takeaway from today is that it, 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 it's really emotionally intense and difficult for you to, to have positive self-talk, to say good, nice, affirming things about yourself and that you are special and that you are extraordinary and that you are gifted and that you are talented and that you're, you know, all these things um, that we saw at the beginning of this conversation. So start counterbalancing the negative beliefs with positive ones and start using affirmations, start speaking to yourself, start, you know, go and stand in a mirror and say to yourself, I am not arrogant. You know, I'm not, I, I'm not dreamy. I'm not thinking that, I don't know, start saying, you know, other stories. What are some of the things you could tell yourself to counterbalance the fear of being arrogant? What is something you could say to yourself in a mirror? I'm a grounded person. I'm a grounded person. Mm -hmm. What else? I'm interested in other people and their stories. I'm interested in other people and their stories. Yeah. I'm balanced. Well, I'm, balanced. I'm completely not, but start <laughs> Yeah. You know, this is um sometimes we want to say the things that we aspire to be or to feel and then to start grounding ourselves down in in that as a reality. So, yeah, start telling yourself I'm I'm grounded. I'm uh you know, I'm interested in other people and their stories. I'm compassionate. I'm authentic. I, I think what's helpful for me as well and might help you is to, to really start telling yourself that you help the world become a better place by being your most authentic self. By you having that positive energy, 
and, and being that joyful person and doing all the things you're good at, you are helping not just yourself, but the world. But that, that already feels being arrogant. Okay. What, what part here feels arrogant to you? Um, that I may have power to turn the world into a better place just by finding a healthy relationship with myself. Okay. And what I mean, part about that is... Like I may be donating something or doing social work in South Africa or just mm. an example that came up. That would be something where I directly could relate. Yeah, I'm doing something meaningful that helps other people and the world, the entire world to make it a better place. Mm -hmm. Okay, but listen, when you start to become your authentic self, you help the world in several ways. First of all, you're helping yourself and you are part of the world. Let's not forget that. Okay. So this is self-care and it's important and it's valuable and it's, you know, it's necessary. Secondly, talking about that attractive part of when you are your authentic self, your light, your warmth, your joy will feed into other people's joy and warmth and self-compassion and all these different things. So that's the attractive, the attraction part there is you helping other people by you being in your own power and your own joy and happiness. Thirdly, I'm making a good argument here. <laughs> um, <laughs> thirdly, um, when you are your authentic self and you realize how powerful you are by, you know, the things that make you unique and special, including being so good at many different things, is that you can start channeling that belief into certain actions, certain ways of working in the world, being in the world. Maybe you're going to be a yoga teacher and you infuse that knowing into how you do your work. Maybe you're going to, you know, you'll be a therapist and you'll channel all of that knowing, all of that wisdom into how you do your work with your, um, the people you're, you're, you're helping. Maybe you're going to be a volunteer and you're going to go somewhere and, and, and do work as a volunteer, but with that energy and with that embodiment of you being your true self, if we're not living our truth, it's much harder to be doing the things that are true to us. It's much easier to be, um, you know, to get sort of distracted and to start following paths that aren't really meant for us or that we can't have as much impact through if we're doing those things where we might follow particular career paths or choose particular relationships that don't allow us to actually shine our lights and serve the world. So does that still feel arrogant to you or does it feel like something else now? It sounds more like a selfless action like a selfless action. Woo, girl, we made it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got a, a a golden insight right there because it means that self-care is selfless. 
you're helping not just yourself, you're helping the world be a better place by you being your authentic self. Ah, I can see your smile right now from ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to really process everything to soak it in and understand it so that I can try to bring it to my daily life, really live it because it makes sense. It makes I, sense. And I love things that make sense. That's always nice. Yeah. It makes sense on a rational level, and but it makes sense in your body. You feel it, right? What what what's what are you feeling physically right now? It's more excitedness. I mm. I really wanna do now and practice this selfless action. It's easier to call it selfless action and self-care. Yeah. yeah. It it gives me certain relief to to look at the, the from a different perspective and um, it makes me a, a bit proud to to have such a great take out of this conversation um, I, I think i can really use it perfect wow i'm so happy right now um yeah and and you know, we have just made a huge shift from you thinking of these things as arrogance to you seeing it as a selfless act. And that is, that's a mindset shift. That's the power of coaching. That's transformative. And that's going to transform not just you and how you are in this world, but, you know, your, your future, your impact in this world, how you're going to help other people. It's going to trickle down. It starts with you. But if you infuse that with everything you do, it's going to trickle down into everything and, and help so many people. I can see the excitement in your face and the energy, <laughs> you know, it's wonderful. Yeah. So I think we're there. That's it. That's the conversation. You've got what you need. To Thank you. Really. It was so interesting to talk to you and so inspiring. Mm, I'm happy to hear that. Thank you so much. Really, it, it makes me grateful to be part of this. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Smart Rebel Podcast. I hope you too leave this session with many of your own insights and takeaways. For more content, follow me on Instagram at the Smart Rebel, subscribe to my newsletter, or check out my blog about giftedness on the website thesmartrebel.com. Do get in touch if you have any reflections to share. And if you would like to be coached by me on this podcast, you can apply for a spot on the website. See you next time.